It's you. Boom! All night long. Yes. One, two, three. Happy Thanksgiving! Let's go. Give me y'all's best. Let's go. Let's go. Huh? 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 Let's go. Elijah and Zion, they're wanting to show y'all some love on the stream. If you're listening via podcast for the first time, I know that that probably shocked you just a little bit. And we just want to show some love from my neighborhood to yours. These are my neighborhood kids. We're so excited because. They agree with me that Jaden Daniels will win the Heisman this Saturday. So it should be an interesting next week. I wanted to start this live stream today because, of course, Robert Griffin III had a total change of heart. He last week was talking about, well, Michael Penix. Well, Bo Nix deserves to be the Heisman Trophy winner. But no, he had a, he even had Jaden Daniels on his own uh, podcast today. The simple truth is this. No matter who is hating on Jaden this week, apparently it's Ryan Leaf. People know who the true Heisman Trophy winner is. And when he lights up, Texas A&M, one of the best defenses in all college football, guess what? It's over. All right, guys, we'll see you. Huh? There you go. I love it. Get 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 some PHL braces. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get some out tonight. How about it? Um, so yeah, pretty freaking excited about not only um Thanksgiving, but also the game. It does look like I will be there on Saturday. Um, it should be an interesting 24 hours for your boy. So Really excited about this opportunity, getting to go see Jaden Daniels play for one final time in Tiger Stadium, and potentially the last time anybody will get to see him in an LSU uniform. He's obviously given so much to this university. I'm really excited. We're also going to talk about Texas and what I like about their defense, what I don't like, what I think we could struggle with. And the first thing here is just what they have up front. This has been one of the best defensive lines in college football this year. Teams have struggled to run the football on them. Their defensive tackles, of course, when it comes to blue chip ratio, they are better than anyone. When it comes to top 100 players, Italy Jackson, top 100 player, Walter Nolan, top 100 player, Shamar Turner, top 100 player. They are freaking good okay up front where they can struggle is on the back end now edgerin cooper their linebacker number 45 is going to be playing with a heavy heart uh he, he had a tragedy in his family and i as of right now i understand that he will play but man i, I feel really bad for him and, and what happened uh, he lost his girlfriend uh he could really play i mean he is one of the best linebackers in the country and I am a little shocked that he was not a Butkus Award finalist. So there you go. Now, what I want to do is play just a little excerpt here to start off this live. Okay. And an excerpt is, of course, from our friends at Louisiana Controls. Let's go. P H 
XL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. So I truly do believe that LSU is going to win comfortably. I just don't really see Texas A&M playing for a whole lot this year. Um, their bowl game is already set. Um, they are obviously a team that I truly do believe feels like they have maxed out their season. You know, last year going into this game, they had what? Four wins. And they didn't want to be Texas four and eight. They were at home. It was the final game that Devon Achan was playing. So I think you will see a very motivated LSU team and a somewhat unmotivated Texas A&M squad. I know there has been a lot of discussion over Elijah Robinson. What is his role going to be for Texas A&M moving forward? And do players really want to play for him so he can stay around for whoever the next coach will be? I could totally see Texas A&M playing for him. But look, I've watched a decent amount of Texas A&M. And yeah, they do have a little bit more speed at the quarterback position now. And we know about Moose Muhammad and what he can do at wide receiver. We know about Evan Stewart, the five-star, what he can do at wide receiver. But I, I, I got to be real, man. I got to be real. Elijah. Not Elijah. Edgerin Cooper is the dude. Okay. That's the one guy who scares me on defense. And then on offense, Pretty much every one of their players has ability. Do I think any one of them are capital S special? I don't know. I think Evan Stewart is on the brink of that. I think Le'Veon Moss, who's also from Louisiana, is on the brink of that. I think for me, LSU should still win this game comfortably. Now, will the defense show up? Will the defense finally play some motivated football? One thing that's been very interesting about Texas A&M over the years when they have visited Tiger Stadium, this is probably more of a Jimbo thing than it is a Texas A&M thing. They do not show up on the road. They just don't. 2021, two years ago, in this exact building, they were, what, seven-ish point um, uh, favorites, and we won. Obviously, we were motivated to get to a bowl game, but we won the game, right? And quite frankly, outplayed them. Then two years before, we blew the brakes off of them. They averaged 2.8 yards per play. You have got to be so bad to average only 2.8 yards per play. And I understand 2019 LSU is an all-time great unit, but that is so bad. So Texas A&M normally no-shows in this game in Tiger Stadium, okay? So I, I just don't – I don't fear them. I really don't. Uh, you know, going into last year, I remember there was actually quite a few of my friends, and one of which that bets 
at an extremely high level that felt like LSU was going to blow Texas A&M out. I did not feel that way. I was very, very, very on the fence about Texas A&M coming into Tiger Stadium or, or us going into College Station and destroying them despite us being 10-point favorites. I just didn't see it. I thought that game was going to be competitive. So it's one of those things where they have all the talent in the world, and I I just think this year with how everything sets itself up, I think we're going to beat them. I think we'll beat them by two scores. I really do feel it. I really, really, really do. We say hi to Billy. What's up, Billy, on a Wednesday? Brian? LSU's interior offense has been whooped by the best two O-lines they played this year. No LSU running back had over 40 yards in the Alabama and FSU losses. Yeah, it's 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 a tough matchup for us there. And if we can't hold our own there, then we won't win by two scores. Uh, but I, I feel like our offensive line, especially in that middle, has gotten so much better. And the truth is about the Alabama game is all of our offensive line struggled. So it could just be that that game was on the road. It could just be that you even look at the Missouri game, our offensive line had some issues there. It could just be a road thing, right? Road offensive lines, you got to struggle with crowd noise. You got to struggle with snap manipulation. You got to struggle with the environment. It's different. Right, you play on different playing surfaces, so on and so on and so on. We have got to be focused and we have got to be ready to go. Now, obviously, there's going to be a lot of Jaden Daniels discussion going up against Texas AM this weekend. A lot for me, I feel pretty comfortable that Jane's going to put up a big game. All right, I, I, I feel like Jane is going to get the job done. Obviously. This is a big game for Malik and Brian Thomas Jr. because they're still playing for draft position and they're still playing, obviously, for the Bolitnikoff as both of them are semifinalists for the Bolitnikoff. And more than likely, Malik is going to win it over uh, BTJ. But I think at this point, Malik has the best shot of winning it. Okay. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Do I believe, and I love this avatar, man. Do you think Texas A&M will try and keep everything in front of them on defense? Now, I do want to say this, and I understand this ventures off totally in a different topic that has anything to do with us, okay? My wife told me about a TikTok trend. It's not a trend. It's just a big thing going around on TikTok. I don't know. I, I kind of want to Google this because it is like – uh Kind of serious. Um, there is like a dog illness going around. Did y'all see this? It's like a real thing. And Ryan, I see your beautiful dog right here. We actually canceled like a vet visit because of what's going around right now with dogs. So please keep your puppies inside or keep them away from other dogs. Don't take them uh, to an area that's frequented by other dogs. I know it sucks, but I, I just wanted to include that. Now, I'm not a vet, okay? But I just Googled it just to make sure it's a thing. It is a thing. So please be safe because your dog looks awesome, Ryan. 
Do I think Texan will try and keep everything in front of them on defense? Yes, I do. Um, they don't want Malik and Brian Thomas Jr. hitting any explosives. Now, truth be told, we missed some explosives last year versus Texas A&M in this game. We also had some drops, right? We cannot have the dropsies. Now, Ryan, to continue your point, it is a very good question. What we need to also happen in this game is other guys have got to start stepping up, right? If not this year, maybe next year, okay? You take a look, and the only category where Bo Nix has separated himself from Jaden Daniels is completion percentage. His completion percentage is at 78%, which is astonishing. Jaden Daniels is at 72%. Now, you know one thing that affects completion percentage? Drops. They still count the same, right? It, you know, there are more advanced stats you can look up on PFF. And you can look up in our PHL Patreon as well. We factor that into our analysis, right? Drops aren't on the quarterback, right? It's on the receiver. Jaden has had a fairly high amount of drops, not as much as last year and not as much as we had early in the season, but we we have had some plagues at times uh, with, with the drops and obviously the Alabama game being one of them. So we also just got to catch the football, right? We just got to reel it in. Drops were so critical in the A&M game last year. And yeah, now, as Carvis points out, a big reason why Bo Nix's completion percentage is way better than Jaden's is the average depth of target thing, right? Bo Nix has a ton of yak yards this year, and Jaden does as well. But Jaden is also by far college football's best deep ball thrower. So there you go. Michael, what's good? He says, Witten Logan being back is big. That's great, man. You are right about that. So we actually gave out a pretty nice Logan Dix card last night to J-Red. So let's give out a few more tonight. Uh, okay. And another BTJ right here. All right. Let's give out another Logan. Logan's been very popular on this channel. Or we can give out a Malik Neighbors card. They do that as well. Got Josh. Let's get these bad boys out. Next $20 Super Chat. Josh Williams, Logan Diggs cards. We're sending them out. PHL Nation, what's good? Give them out. Give them out. Give them out. Let's go to Dante. Says the defense... Really needs to change up the scheme throughout the game to confuse their quarterback. Now, it's one thing I would bring up about the defense. <sighs> Who is going to show me something, right? I, I really don't care about your celebration after you make a play, all right? I want to see you just make a play. That's all I want to see. Is that too much to ask? Just somebody stepping up and making a play? 
also want to see Harold Perkins as a pass rusher, right? We saw him really only on a few pass rush reps this past weekend. I want to see him off the edge, flying off the football, and making plays, okay? Texas A&M coming off this victory versus Abilene Christian. It is interesting that, you know, there, there was a big debate over the dual threat ability of Texas A&M's quarterback, Henderson. What I would say is Jalen Henderson also had 260 yards passing, okay? So it's more than him just being a runner. He does have a really good group of wide receivers. Texas A&M's wide receivers might be the deepest unit in the SEC. They're really, really, really deep at wide receiver. Now, our top two is better than their top two, and our top three is probably better than their top three. But they, they've got five, six, seven guys that uh, can go out there and make plays. And Moose Muhammad, number seven, that's the guy that destroyed us last year. He's starting to be a big part of what they do. Um, you got to be ready for it. You, you got to be ready for it. Now, let's see. I want to welcome everybody in. Player X showing some love to Logan Diggs. Uh, TT, what's good? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, let's go to Jason here. Good question. Carter, are college football games rigged? Very, very, very good question. Okay. Chance, the winner of uh, Chance, shoot me an email, please, for the Tyson Jackson card. Um, let's give out something else tonight. If we get to a hundo and super chats, we'll give out this rare Derek Stingley card tonight. Derek Stingley Jr., numbered one out of ten. Okay. That's a, that's a loaded question, Jason, if, if college football games are rigged. Now, here's let, let, me, let me answer it this way. There's different ways to define rigged, right? Are you saying the sports books are in cahoots with the players and, 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 and they're rigging games that way? Or your question probably more so addresses the referees with league officials and rigging games that way to where you have the optimal teams in the conference championship games. So – for ratings, the optimal matchup for the SEC championship game is Alabama versus Georgia. They are the two most successful programs in, in the modern SEC, and Alabama draws the biggest number, I think, outside of Ohio State. Um, but LSU draws a pretty big number as well. I mean, they're a big brand, right? So would, would I say games I, – I don't know if I could say games are rigged because – there's just so many players involved with a football game, right? And these players are now compensated, and the games are so few and far between. And players are under Im immense microscopes, and these betting apps have tracking devices on them. So you could see who's betting from team facilities or, or whatever. So it's a lot easier to track 
that aspect of of rigging a game, right? We saw it last year with the the Iowa State football program in particular, or in the state of Iowa. I think it was some Iowa guys as well. Now, the other rigging aspect is obviously league officials rigging games for optimal matchups. It does make sense in theory, right? You want, you know, to draw the absolute biggest rating and you want to have the absolute biggest brands. There there have been weird things that have happened in games that have made me wonder, but I'm not so sure if it's like just blatantly rigged, right? What really you should be scared of when it comes to rigging games is games at lower levels, right? It's a lot easier to rig games in like, um, you know, second level tennis, right? Where there is blatant cheating and rigging uh, at, at that level. I say blatant, but blatant in terms of how much we think it actually happens and how much it actually does happen. So, yeah, I think for me, rigging, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're rigged. I, I don't, but I'm free. Um, I'm open to, um, changing my opinion. Let's go to Kevin. Okay. Carter, with all the focus on how good the offense is and how bad the defense is, it seems that two years of mediocre to poor special teams play is being overlooked. Does Kelly finally hire a special teams expert? So let's talk about it. The first thing that I disagree with, Kevin, is that our special teams has been mediocre. I don't think our special teams has been mediocre. I don't. Um, We've been good. We've been better than last year. It is important to point out, though, Kevin, that the impact that special teams has on our games in particular is not as much as you would think it is. We're scoring a lot offensively. So if we're scoring a lot on offense, guess what? We're not punting a lot. Also on defense, we're letting them score a lot. So if we're letting them score a lot, guess what? We're not returning punts. Kickoffs, well, for the most part, Dybert has been accurate with this kickoff specialist kicks to where they are going out the back of the end zone for touchbacks. We've had a few go out of bounds, but still, we haven't really had to worry about kickoff coverage. And kickoff return has been in the right direction with Caleb Jackson. Now, he did drop the one versus Florida, but still, he's been one of our best kickoff return guys in a while. And then field goal kicking is the other one. Ramos, of course, has been really solid. Is he spectacular? No, but he's still really good. The Alabama miss was one that I would like him to make, but still, for the most part, Ramos has been a good kicker. Okay? So I don't think we've been mediocre on special teams. Still not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say elite, but then again, when your offense is as good as it is and your defense is as bad as it is, special teams just doesn't really have as big an impact of a game on a game. Okay? And Dereal follows up with that. We don't have a punt return nor kick return touchdown in years. Now, some of that is on the the punt and kickoff return, 
guys. But then again, Caleb Jackson has been a really good kickoff return artist. And more teams are able to kick it out the back of the end zone. And on punt return, all I ask is to not have any muffs. And this year we've had one muff. And that player was benched. And Aaron Anderson was supposed to be the punt return guy. And he's not had an opportunity to redeem himself uh, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Side of LA mom, uh, Carvison here as well. Good to see all of you. So yeah, I, I would disagree. I think our special teams has been it's been it's been, it's been fo- uh, solid this year. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that. Okay, that's a good thing about this. I am always open to that. Now, next thing. Oh, that's such funny, Boris. Joe needs to slide over to make room for a JD photo on your back while Jaden has stepped up big time. You're right, Boris, and this $5 super chat does go in the right way. Yeah, I got to get my guy Jamar Simeon on it. Look at this. So that's his painting in the background. But in my defense of Jaden, you see, you can kind of see it right here. There's a Joe Burrow bobblehead that is actually behind a Jaden Daniels autograph card and a Jaden Daniels bobble. So yeah, that's how it's been all year. I've not touched a Jaden Daniels bobble in months. So yeah, that's, I think, I think that's a fair compromise. Joe gets my entire back wall here essentially. And Jaden gets the bobblehead spot, but you're all right. Jaden is, is, um, is going to get it done tomorrow. I say tomorrow, Saturday. Trip to fan already kicking in. I ain't eating any turkey. Any chance on Mike Dembrock leaving, says Nolan. Now, any chance is a big word. Yes, there's always a chance that any assistant coach can leave. Okay. I doubt Brian Kelly's going anywhere. Mike Dimrock will potentially have some options. I think the NFL would be interested. NFL's a copycat league. Todd Monken, the OC of the best offense last year, got a job in the NFL. Kind of a pro-style guy. Maybe you see the same thing. Maybe you see the same thing this year. Okay. NFL is a copycat league. So there you go. Let's go to Kevin. He, he rebuttals. Hey, this is a good rebuttal. Sounds like in your analysis, you described mediocre special teams play. Thank you for your show. I don't know if that last part was sarcastic. But I think partially you, my answer would be, that when your defense is as bad as it is and your offense is as good as it is, it's just not serving as much of an impact. So, yeah, we haven't had great punt returns. But then again, if your offense is so good, I would rather just fair catch every single punt return. 
you also don't have a lot of punt returns because your defense gives up a lot of points. Okay. Um, kickoff return, we've been really good. Caleb's had a few good ones this year. Lots of kicks go out the back of the end zone. Almost everyone's got someone with the leg to go out the back of the end zone. Okay. So that's part of it. It's part of it. And our field goal kicker's pretty, pretty solid. He's pretty solid. So there you go. Normal guy, good to see you. We got another uh, Corey Ringman question. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's every live stream with Corey. I'm telling you, there is not one coach. Ed Orgeron is not loved as much as Corey Raymond, unless Miles is not adored as much as Corey Raymond, obviously for a lot of different reasons. Um, but Corey Raymond is, is the guy on this channel. I mean, he is freaking adored by a lot of you. Now, what is it? LSU women's basketball is in the Cayman Islands? That's cool as heck. Okay. I thought it was funny. That RG3 didn't have Jaden for Heisman last week. And then he has the opportunity to get Jaden on a show, which he did today. And then guess what? RG3 has Jaden number one for Heisman. Now, I don't know why he switched up. I don't. I think he's actually calling our game Saturday. But it is interesting. This stat is still crazy. Jaden has more explosive plays individually than any other team in the country. That is a real stat. Okay. Not Tyron, but the other guys, yes. Actually, not Patrick Peterson either. Corey Raymond was after Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. Let's go to Brian. Hey, Carter, AM's O line is mammoth and one of the biggest in the entire NCAA, but they've greatly underperformed due to bad coaching. Well, they have a coming out party versus this LSU defensive line. They very well could. Here's the thing, Brian, that's it's very interesting about this LSU defensive line. In particular, Jordan Jefferson and Mason Smith have really good snaps. Like, there are times when they absolutely positively dominate their guy. They, they, they just perfect hands, perfect leverage, all those different things. 
they don't do it every time. And sometimes there's no rhyme or reason what our defense does on a current snap, right? Or, or any given snap. Like there are times when both our defensive linemen over penetrate and we leave both a gaps open, right? That's essentially what happened on that long touchdown run that Tennessee had versus Georgia this past weekend. Um, now, Tennessee got away with a little grab at the second level, but if you leave those A-gaps wide open, they'll let you run through it. That's what happened on our touchdown run that we gave up in this past game. So AM could run. I mean, they, they, they've got backs. They've got the ability to move the football, all right? I, I just think for some reason we come out and play very motivated. And I just think defensively we will have one of our better games. I, I, I don't necessarily truly do believe it, but this is part of the fan in me just pushing out those positive vibes, if that's okay. Huh? 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 Uh, but it is crazy. Jaden has more explosive plays than any other team in the country. Love it. Malachi Dupree, Russell Shepard, and Greg Jackson are your guest captains on Saturday. That's pretty cool. Look at this. That's awesome. Malachi Dupree. Maybe Malachi Dupree can tell them, hey, stay that extra year in school. That's what I should have done. Malachi Dupree, really good Tiger, man. Two years or 40-plus catchers or more. Here's Jamar Chase spending some time in Cincinnati with the people in his neighborhood. That's always good. Or people in the Cincinnati area. There's Emory Jones and Shelton Samson helping things out for Thanksgiving. That's uh, pretty good. <sighs> Hope AM hires the wrong guy so she can stack up with their blue chippers. Huh? 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 Yeah, you're right, Chance. That stat alone is worthy of the trip to New York City. Now, next thing. And we're going through the list of everything I want to get to tonight. And, of course, we're going to get to all your questions. And, of course, we're going to get to all your super chats. And, of course, we're going to get to all your happy freaking Thanksgivings. Okay? Now... Type Y for yes, type N for no. This food take has perplexed me all day. That macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving is overrated and unnecessary. Now type Y for yes, type N for no. Now I'm not saying do you like 
mac and cheese, but as a Thanksgiving dish, I always grew up on mac and cheese being a part of the Thanksgiving feast. So type Y for yes if you're pro mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Type N for no if you're not. Very interesting stuff. Uh, I, I've seen this take on social media platforms. And I'm like, really? And here's the thing. You guys called me out for some heavy breathing at the two-hour mark of yesterday's show. And guess what? I'm not eating any mac and cheese. I, you guys fat shamed me into not eating any Thanksgiving. Any Thanksgiving this year. And that's perfectly fine. My chubby self will be eating air. I'll be eating air and maybe, maybe go on a water fast. Maybe. I'll only be drinking high-quality H2O. But really, the best Thanksgiving food is gumbo. Because the best food is gumbo. That's just it. I thought this was interesting earlier today. That Drew Brees was on uh, ESPN Radio. Um, He says his right arm doesn't work anymore. He only throws left-handed. That is absolutely insane. That is abso freaking lutely insane that he can't even that he can't even throw with that arm it's got it to real yeah of course yeah they do they do and you know it, there would need to be like a few things that would need to happen this bowl will say this yes to this person no to this person so obviously alabama or georgia will be in a new year six um or the playoff either probably either one for both of them um i think what be, what would be interesting is does missouri get in a new year six over us because they have one fewer loss than us, okay? But we beat them head-to-head. So they're going to me be so close in the rankings that you could see a world where LSU is taken in a New Year's Bowl over Missouri if it came down to that. Okay? Let's see here. Let's go to Kevin. Not to belabor the point, but I look at the stats, and LSU is in the bottom half of all of them. The offense probably won't be potent enough to mask our offense or or the defense next year. Okay. (laughs) 
Drill says if Louisville beats Florida State, they have to go dancing. They are ACC champs. Yeah, it's true. And then, of course, Louisville wouldn't get in the playoff um, as a one-loss team. I don't remember who beat them. I think it was it was a pit uh, that, that beat Louisville. Um, I don't know. That is true, Chance. Missouri, I mean, it's 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 crazy, right? It is good to see them get back to the level of success during the Gary Pinkle years. One thing that you are cheering for on Friday, there are two games on Friday that could affect the Heiser Trophy in a major way. One on a lesser note is Missouri and Arkansas. You want Missouri to win this game, okay? You just do. Now, it's tough because they will be on the road for this game, okay? The home team in this game has such a significant advantage. I... Think Missouri will win. I do because they're going for that magical 10 and 2, 10 win season. But Arkansas decides to retain their coach. Players who like Sam Pittman will play very motivated football for him during rivalry week. But you want Missouri to win because that just makes Jaden's win versus Missouri that much better. To our voters, can't say, well, they, the, the, the the best team he beat just lost to Arkansas. And they were lucky to be Florida, which they were. And then, of course, the big game on Friday night you're looking out for is Oregon and Oregon State. Okay? That is a big one. If Bo Nix lays an egg, which he can, Oregon State's a really good program. It will help Jaden's case out immensely. Okay. Immensely. Let's go to Dereal. He says, I think Louisville goes to the playoffs. Yeah, that, that's that's just hard though, right? For for them to get there. So Michigan, Ohio State winner, probably to the playoff. Okay, that's one slot. All right. Texas, if they win out, they're probably getting in. Okay? So you're making the case for Louisville if they beat Florida State. All right? So you have Ohio State-Michigan winner. Then you have Texas. I think Texas does win out and get in, even though they don't have their running back anymore. Then you have... One of the two SEC teams. Okay. So who takes that final slot? Well, probably the Pac-12 champion. All right. Between Oregon and Washington. So no, you don't have to be a conference champion to get in. You can also see a world where Alabama beats Georgia 
and Georgia still finds their way into the playoff, even though their strength of schedule is not where it needs to be because Oklahoma canceled that game. Okay. Texas has a really good shot if they went out. They do. They have a really good road victory versus Alabama. Okay. And, of course, Texas lost one game that was very close to Oklahoma. Down to the final drive versus Oklahoma. In the Red River shootout rivalry game. So Oklahoma is obviously a very good program. They slipped up um, pretty evidently. They're still a good program, and that would be considered to me a a pretty not-so-bad loss. So I I think Texas, if they went out, they're getting in. I do. And once again, it does suck about their running back. It does. But we got players on their team that are friends of the channel. Um, I, I'm personally not a Texas fan, but I think it'd be kind of cool to see them back in the playoff just so I can do a, we're back. <laughs> that is still an all time reference. We're back. Now. To Grayland's point, Texas is not playing their best football. They definitely do need a lot of help. They, they when it comes to game control, they don't have a whole lot of it. Now, I go back to this point. Okay. Go back to this point. When it comes to this weekend's games. There is so much crap that's about to happen. Okay. So you add this Thanksgiving's games. And then when that Thanksgiving uh, weekend's games, rivalry week games end, that's when a lot of stuff begins to start moving. Okay. It really is the end of the season. Bowls aren't viewed the same way that they used to, okay? Guys just don't care as much about them. They're trying to get a head start on whatever their next stop is going to be, whether that's the NFL or their new school, and that's the same for players and coaches and administrators. Everybody's trying to find that next gig, that next job, okay? Now, there are some guys on this roster in particular that – will one gazillion percent be on the team next year. Those are guys like Emory Jones. Those are guys like Will Campbell. Those are guys like Kyron Lacey. Those types of players. Okay. Uh, and Ashton Stamps. Those kind of guys are, are a gazillion percent back. Greg Penn. But then, outside of those types of players, who comes back? And who leaves? And then it gets into an even more serious question. Who do you want back? And who 
do you want to go? All right. Where I think LSU really felt baffled when it comes to the transfers that they brought in and some of the recruits that have been brought in, the thing that probably bothers him the most is so many of these guys aren't playable. Like you can't even put them on a special teams unit. And that's where things get tricky, right? And then, of course, you have guys that want to redshirt and you just kind of take them out of the equation. Um, You know, one guy that was a really good special teamer for us, but has kind of been taken out of the special teams rotation was Jackson Howard, right? Very interesting prospect of a player. Okay. Um, that he came in as a, you know, top 125 guy and he's kind of a edge Jack kind of player. I would have loved to have seen him actually get some defensive reps, but you know, he, he was kind of this tweener, you know, he was the son of a NFL player from Minnesota. We don't have a lot of recruits that come in from Minnesota. And he also was a pretty good tight end in high school. I was like, God, we, I'd love to see him. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's an athlete. So, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's strange how many different uh, guys have, have, have come in and come out of this roster. Okay. So, yeah, I, I really don't know who all stays and goes, who all, who all has officially redshirted and and not redshirted. Alabama's not going to shut out Georgia. That's lunacy. It'll be a really good game. They're not shutting them out. DJU's been big time. You're right about that. You are right about that. Now, here's what you're going to do. In the next 10 minutes, I will answer as many questions as we possibly can. We could... Keep this party moving, though, if you super chat. And because I got some Thanksgiving things I got to go do. I've touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. As we always do, I'm always open to answering your questions. I also got a bunch of stuff that, you know, I want to talk about, prepped out, ready to go. A lot of stuff from the BK press conference. Actually, this over here on my notes is from my latest Power Hour SEC video. On Auburn's upset versus New Mexico State this past weekend. Okay. I was perplexed as to how Auburn, who won in a blowout versus an SEC team on the road the week before, then versus New Mexico State, got blown out by them. Okay. Now, one thing that I feel a lot of Alabama fans, Georgia fans, and LSU fans can unite over is when Auburn loses, especially versus New Mexico State. But one thing I found to be very interesting when I started doing research on that game was that game featured the fewest amount of plays in an SEC game this year. Okay. Now plays is exactly what you 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 expect. 
the word plays mean? It's just how many plays do you run? But the truth is, plays do not account for penalties. And one thing that I noticed when teams upset other teams is there are a lot of penalties in those games. And that helps the underdog, even if they are the ones committing the penalties. So if you want to see why, go to Power Hour SEC and see my latest video on why Auburn losing that game was a little bit fluky. A little bit. Okay? Let's go to LA Mom. So what position is Howard playing now? I don't know. I, I think he would still be playing defense. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it seems like um, he might have had a minor something pop up, but it seems like LSU just wanted to redshirt him. Brock Bowers is Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fair with that comp. I'm fair. Um, you know, they play different positions, but I, I I see what you're saying in terms of transcendency. You know, we only got two years, two-ish years of Jamar Chase, and we got three full years of Brock Bowers. So, yeah, it's crazy how good Brock Bowers is. Crazy. Um, you know, I had some some Heisman love for him. And I, I did want to reveal this at the end of this live stream. Now, I should have checked a thousand percent uh, before the season if I actually said this. But my best Heisman bet before the season, all right, I had three players. Um when it comes to uh, the Heisman Trophy that I said would be worthy of a long shot. Harold Perkins was one of them because the odds were so long, and he played at a Heisman level last year. Obviously, that didn't work out. Brock Bowers was another Heisman bet that I gave before last year, and I gave again before this year. He got hurt. Now, if he didn't get hurt, maybe... He's in that conversation, okay? The guy that I did say was Bo Nix. I thought Bo Nix was going to crush it this year in Oregon. I also thought his odds were long enough to actually go make a play on it. And obviously, you know, when you do stuff like this, some people actually take the advice and it is important to point out that Jaden Daniels, the closing Heisman odds, he was the second – he had the second lowest odds, which was crazy. And now it looks like the, the, the mines out west, the mines in Vegas, are turning out to be prophetic. You know, last year it was Caleb Williams. He was a Heisman favorite. And this year, it's uh, Jaden Daniels. He was the second highest favorite. So maybe the Heisman market has gotten sharper. But, but yeah, I, I hope Jaden wins this award so bad. I really, really, really do. I have put so much time and effort on social media and on this channel, just spreading every last little thing I could say about Jaden Daniels out to the public, sharing the EPA numbers. I will also say this. 
if Jaden wasn't doing what he was doing right now, Carson Beck at Georgia is destroying it right now. He is going to be by far the Heisman favorite going into next season because Penix is gone, Jaden is gone, Bo Nix is gone, Caleb Williams is gone. There is going to be a mass quarterback exodus. So it'll probably be Carson Beck as your favorite and then someone like um, Quinn Ewers probably like the, the next highest favorite and maybe Ollie Gordon, someone like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy how good Carson Beck is playing. Absolutely absurd. So there you go. Yeah, Jaden's going to win some awards, right? Like he'll win some. It won't. It won't all go to one quarterback or the other, right? He's still overthrow, but huh? Huh? Uh, so there's all different kinds of awards, like the Johnny Unitas Award, the Maxwell Award, obviously the All-American, uh, you know, voting, all that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of that stuff matters, but the Heisman, of course, is the biggest. Now, I have not decided on if we're going to do a Thursday night live stream tomorrow because I don't actually know my full Thanksgiving schedule just yet. I also do need to skedaddle down to Baton Rouge for this Texas A&M game. Uh, I don't know a gazillion percent if I'm going just yet, but I feel like I am. So let's go. And it's power hour LSU. Boom. Now, if you want more of me. Okay, and I don't know how you could want more of me. All right. Please, if it is in your heart's desire, you will love, you will love this video I just linked. And yes, Chance, if I'm here, I will do a pregame show, but I'm probably going. So I will do a halftime and postgame show. So there you go. So click that link right there. And tonight, we are doing – oh, we're doing burgers and Thanksgiving feasts. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Top Super Chatter was Ryan and Boris. Thank you guys so much. Let's go. Let's go. 